no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. to the very essentials on today's show we recap day one of the recent senior bowl and much more what's good friends hey dub man listen bro man we had a real good day one of the practices out there i am so excited to be able to have this conversation with the audience today but audience i'll be remiss if i didn't give you guys a little antidote from the a-dubs and our travels right so <laughs> obviously today day one was tuesday A-Dub and I, we flew into New Orleans on Sunday. We decided, you know what? We deserve to have like a little night out on the town. So we're hanging out in the quarter Sunday night, doing our thing. And we said, okay, we're going to get into Mobile a day early. Get our credentials, chill, do whatever we need to do. Well, you guys know how life works. And sometimes life just has other ideas for you. You know what I mean? Yep. So A-Dub and I wake up Monday morning, walk over to our rental. Glass everywhere. Somebody went all through that motherfucker. But guess what? <laughs> they ain't get shit because what? Me and A-Dub had all our stuff with us in our hotel room. We ain't dumb. We from Chicago. You think we go leave some valuables in the motherfucking rental car, you goofy? No. No. And I hope whoever broke into our rental, I hope they listening to this show. You are goofy. You got nothing. <laughs> and they gonna find you because this camera's all over that lot, sir. You're done. <laughs> I'm done. That shit, you know what? It didn't stop anything, but it just inconvenienced us because we were three hours late getting some mobile yesterday, and it pissed me off. We was on the schedule, and they ruined our schedule. You know what I'm saying? We got another car. It was fine. We made the drive to the mobile. We got here 5 o'clock yesterday. Everything was cool. But I don't like being inconvenienced because of somebody else, a dub. No, I feel you on that, bro. I mean, to go out and vandalize cars, because our car was the only one that got vandalized. They got somebody else as well, you know, and apparently that's what they do on days like that. But at the end of the day, you know, it's not a cool thing to, to experience. But like you said, bro, it did inconvenience us some hours. It took us a minute to even get our rental, right? That was an inconvenience right there. Oh, so God, yes, yeah, sir. <laughs> But hey, but shout out to Alex. Hey, but shout out to Alexis at, uh, at Avis. Now we don't give free advertising on the show, but Alexis from Avis, she was the bomb. Anybody that comes to New Orleans and you need a rental, ask for Alexis. She gets shit done over there. That's the operations manager. She took real good care of us. Man, swiftly, bro. Came there. We talked to her briefly, bro. She handled all that business for us quickly and swiftly, man. And we got up out of there, got going and hit the road, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But hey, listen now, audience, you guys are like, all right, we're president. We glad y'all are safe. We glad y'all got to Mobile. So what's going on with Mobile, right? And what I will tell you is our brother A-Dub, because A-Dub's always, he's always scoping people, right? A-Dub <laughs> scoped Ryan Poles. He scoped Ian Cunningham. He scoped Kerry Joseph, A-Dub. What were they focusing on from your, you know what I'm saying, from your viewpoint, A-Dub? 
from my viewpoint, man, they were locked in on the receivers, bro. You know, Ian Cunningham is so smooth, bro. He was smooth last year, bro. He's all right there, all in it. Had close attention. Your boy Ryan Post doing the same thing. Taking notes, bro. Taking notes. I'm like, every play that happens, you see Ryan Post looking, focused in, taking notes on his pad. I mean, another thing, too, that we already know about is that we have several assistant coaches. They're coaching different position groups at the senior bowl. So the new quarterback coach, Kerry Joseph, he's coaching the, the QBs. Yep. Our tight ends coach is coaching the offensive line for the national team. And then the assistant defensive line coach is coaching the D-line for the American team. And I also think, too, Kenny Norton, uh, the third, I think I even saw him out there. He was working with the DBs on the American team. So the Chicago Bears, once again, audience, is well represented here down here in Mobile for the Senior Bowl. And the good thing, friends, you see the GM, and then you see the coaching staff, how they all locked in and all in on this experience, man. It says a lot about Chicago Bears and the work they're trying to do to get things right here in Chicago. And you know what they do? There's a very good chance that some of the players that we saw out there practicing today may end up getting drafted by the Chicago Bears. You see what they did last year? Down there, right. Tyreek Stevenson, Zach Pickens, Roshan Johnson. Mm. And, then, and then don't forget about everybody's hero, Tyson Beijing. <laughs> drafted. But all these guys participated in the senior bowl last year. And the good thing about that, Perez, these are players who play very well during the season, right? Saw a lot of growth from these players, and they got some good experience. And it looks like they're gonna be pretty good next year as well. So but see, that's why the senior bowl is one that we cover. There's so many different of these bowl games that we can go to. But if we go spend the thousands of dollars that it's gonna cost for us to come down here individually. We're going to come to the premier game where our team is drafted players from, right? If they're here, right. then we should be here. Our organization is looking to see the cream of the crop here at the Senior Bowl, and they're looking to get the best out of it, right? And they're looking to get the players who can also come to Chicago and be impactful. And that's what's about, man. You see that Chicago is representing. You know what they're doing here, Perez, trying to make sure they get it all right. So, audience, before A-Dub and I give out our standouts, from Tuesday's practices, which was day one. I want to kind of talk to you guys about just the experience as a whole, right? I mean, this senior bowl just continues, in my opinion, A-Dub, to just be a first-class experience, right? I, I enjoy the fact that we get access to the players. I'm not one of these people that take any of that stuff for granted, right? And I know that some people will prefer to have more access, more time with the players and things of that nature. But for me, hey, 15 minutes is more than enough. And the fact that you got the time to even ask a few questions and to really get some very good insights from the players, friends, that's what's important right there, you know? And the fact that these players are willing to definitely give you that insight, man, says a lot about them, man, and what they're trying to accomplish prior to maybe entering the draft, you know? So it just tells you, man, that, hey, it's all good just seeing these players out here and seeing them being represented by their families as well, who showed up and supporting them. It's just a great experience overall, not only just for the media, but also for the fan base. A-Dub got a chance to have a one-on-one -on -one with the son of a Hall of Famer. Some will call the greatest wide receiver of all time. But his son, Brendan Rice, who was catching passes from Caleb Williams. A-Dub <laughs> <laughs> got, got a chance to holler at him. A-Dub, how'd that conversation go? 
conversation went well, man. Um, he's a kid who's very knowledgeable of the game. Um, he's also someone who comes in with a lot of confidence as well, Perez. And I got a chance to speak with him about his experience today in day one practice. And he went down along the lines of saying, hey, you know what? I get a chance to go up and get some of the, the best DBs in the game right now, you know, who are very good, who's also going pro. And, hey, I get a chance to show what I'm capable of doing as well, you know. So they'll bring out the best of me. I'm going to bring out the best of them. It's going to be a good, you know, experience. And he talked highly about the experience that he enjoyed having today against these guys. But he also, Perez, when I probed him a little bit about how we think he did against him, you know, he was like, um, check out the tape, you know. And he was very confident about his abilities and what he was able to showcase, man, on those one-on-one -on -one drips. I would say this ain't the – He's got the greatest mentor possible in his <laughs> Yes. But he made a really impressive catch out there. I know you was probably all over that catch that he made. He made some people look stupid out there, but he had a bad drop. Yeah. So that's some things right there with his game he needs to clean up. However, dude, I think a team would be foolish to pass on him. Now, I want to ask you, the Chicago Bears, you said that they were really paying attention to those receivers. Do you think that Brendan would be a fit here in Chicago? Oh, he would definitely be a fit in Chicago, Perez. And the thing about him that you like, though, bro, is that he is physical. He can play through contact. You know, that doesn't bother him, bro. And he still make those type of catches. I mean, he can make tough catches. And that's what you like. He gets the separation. He can run nice routes. He got speed. I mean, he got the good combination that go good with the Kayla Williams or Justin Fields, bro. So I think a kid like him, man, could definitely come in and make an impact. So for a couple of the scouts that I had talked to out there, they're projecting him to be a late second-round draft pick. But right. listen. You never know how the rest of this week will go and how he does the combine, right? So there's a chance that he could shoot up the draft boards a little bit. But, A-Dub, I didn't get a chance to listen to your interview yet, but I love the fact that you did get a chance to chop it up with him. I love that dialogue, the conversation. I think he has some skill set. I like that. The Bears do have an obvious need there, wide receiver. I mean, I'm kind of assuming that Darnell Mooney is not going to return. There's right. so many people that were even asking me today, they were like, oh, you guys cover the Bears. You guys podcast on the Bears. What's up with Darnell Mooney? And I'm like, listen, a lot of that stuff wasn't his fault. <laughs> the, the main reason why Darnell Mooney didn't get things done last year was because of the offensive coordinator. They seemed right. to somehow phase him out, right? Also, Fields and Mooney didn't seem to have the best chemistry. I don't know what happened there. But I said, I don't see him getting an extension. We've seen that 1,000-yard season that he put up that you, A-Dub, have talked about many times on this show. He's going to go to the right team, and I think he's going to do very well. Oh, yeah, Perez. Nothing wrong with starting over, um, getting a fresh start for someone like a Money Moon. And I think he'll do well, you know. But unfortunately, like you said, man, this past season, things did not go in his favor. I mean, even from his injury, right, things just kind of went downhill. He never got back on track. And to your point, can't blame it all on him. You know, DJ Moore just showed a lot of good sides for us, and he and Justin Fields got things going, as we talked a lot about. But at the end of the day, for a money moment, it's like, hey, go somewhere else, man, and ball out. Now, AW, you were focusing in on the wide receiver part of the house. And while I definitely agree with you that there's definitely a need there, we got an even greater need in the interior of the offensive line. Yes. And 
with us covering the University of Illinois, it was really nice to be able to scout Isaiah Adams. Now, Isaiah Adams is a former fighting Illini guard that was getting reps aimed up at the center position today. And I thought that was really huge because he's shown the ability to be versatile. Now, Illinois asked him to change his position, and he did it for the greater good of the team. And now, here at the Senior Bowl, he's showing, hey, I can snap the football as well. And so I got a chance to interview him after the game, and I asked him, I said, hey, man, so, dude, reps at center? Like, what's what's up with that? And he, he said, I'm trying to do whatever I could do to show these GMs and these teams my versatility. He said, I'm willing to play wherever they want me to play on the field. And I love that. Because on this team, we always talk about positional versatility. A guy like Isaiah Adams, who has a high IQ for the game, but you get a guy like that that has the ability to play guard, that has the ability to play center, that is a guy that would be tailor-made to offer positional depth for this offensive line. And that is important. We talk about Chicago, right? Our O-line has been a problem. You know this, Perez. I know this. We talk a lot about this as well, where we've always had issues on the O-line with health. And people are missing games, and you need the backups to be able to come in who can do multiple things. And having a guy like Isaiah who can play guard and center, and we know how much we're struggling at center right now, man, that will be good for him to show that, hey, he can hold it down at the center spot. So that is an intriguing guy to think about if you're Ryan Poles and a guy that probably could, you know, be someone who can come to this team and do some dividends, pay some dividends. Any other standouts for you from day one, Ada? You know, Perez, I'm going to go back to the wide receivers, man. One guy that really did stand out to me, though, man, was Roman Wilson. I mean, Perez, <laughs> this guy, man, was solid in the slants, the out routes, showing off the speed. I mean, 11-11 drills, bro, made good catches through contact. I mean, <laughs> he was able to go deep and make some great catches. I mean, this guy just showed me a lot. And it's shocked to know that somebody like him, man, you know, didn't have the, the yards you would expect him to have throughout the season. But how he showed day one, it's like, whoa, this guy got the goods. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Roman Wilson was he, – he was tore it up. He tore it up today. But the reason why he didn't have a lot of the statistical output in Michigan is because they have a run-heavy offense. Right. But my thing is he needs to be on a team that's going to throw him the football because if you get him on the right team, boy, whew. I mean, last mm. year he, he had double-digit touchdowns for Michigan. Right. And we know that he can run away from coverage. You saw it today. It's on film. <laughs> the tape but don't lie. I guess, but it sure don't. He caught the football well, right? The thing yeah. that I dinged Brendan Rice on was the fact that he had that drop. Well, Ronald Wilson showed really strong hands out there, and that was really impressive to me as well. Bro, I don't really think he dropped the pass he in didn't. practice at all. I'm like, man. And the thing is, when you see a player like him, one-on-one matchups, he was phenomenal, of course. But you even see him step up this game up even more on 11-11 drills. And I'm like, hey, look, you are just acting the fool right now in day one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You're showing the separation between you and these other wide receivers. So I got to give him a lot of credit, man. Roman Wilson, man, showed up, man. And I impressed a lot of scouts today. I'll tell you one thing. He reminded me of how Tank Dell dominated the Senior Bowl last year. You saw what yep. Tank Dell did before he got injured with C.J. Stroud. 
And it's the ability to create mismatches. And that's what I saw from Roman Wilson today. Oh, yes, man. He's done a good job, hell of a job. So that's the guy, man, I'm going to salute, give him his props. I want to see what he does. Second practice, Chris, see how he follow up on that type of performance there, man. If he continues doing what he's doing, bro, he's trending up, right? If he continues at that rate. Wide receiver is an area, man, for me, in this draft, and I think the Bears should draft two guys. Obviously, you and I have already talked about Marvin Harrison Jr. and if, you know, worst case scenario, Malik Neighbors. But well, you're definitely going to need to get one of these other type of guys, right, that we're talking about, right? We may not be able to right. get a Roman Wilson, but there's a lot of talent at this wide receiver position in the draft. And A-Dub's going to have you guys covered on that as we continue on through the week. But A-Dub, I was looking, obviously, on the line. And edge rusher is a position that I know that the Bears are going to be looking at. I know, audience, there's these fucking rumors out there that the Bears are going to go after Chase Young if he hits the open market. Right. I'm not buying those rumors. The Bears ain't doing <laughs> that shit. Hell no. They're going to draft the guy in the draft, and they're going to call it a day. And Chris Braswell, the edge rusher from Alabama, I thought he did a really good job out there. You know what I mean? And honestly, before we get on the show, after watching him in practice, I went out there and I started watching some damn game film on this guy because I was like, wait a minute. Okay, Braswell. Okay, let me go see, you know, figure out what's up with this guy. Right. And, man, he was good against the run, you know, on, on tape, which obviously we, we could use that here in Chicago. But the thing that really impressed me with him today was how physical he was at the point of attack out there, bro. So – Honestly, he's a Bama player. He's got that pedigree. He's been under freaking Saban, you know. Yeah. So sign me the fuck up, man. Like I said, we know Alabama edge rushers. They're always schooled, and they're always aggressive. And this kid, Chris Braswell, audience, remember that name. They want to stand out for me as an edge rusher. I like how you describe him, though, bro, the fact that he can bring that type of pressure. And the good thing is this Bears team has been very good for the most part, last season at stopping the run, right? And you add a guy like him that can continue doing that, Brad, that speaks dividend right there. You don't lose a beat there. So if that kid, man, becomes a bubble, I will hope that, you know, Ryan Poles have him on the radar. So that's a good one. But go to the running backs, man, the running backs. Marshawn Lloyd, if you check him out, man, he shined in 11-11, bro. I mean, patience, the cutbacks. I mean, even in the passing game, bro, he's one of those guys who can show that, hey, I can go deep and get open. I mean, he finished practice, bro, going one-on-one to say, look, dude, you got one on me, you know, during the practice. I want my get back right now. Burnt him. I was like, whoa, Marshawn Lloyd, that's what you want? This is how you feel, man? But, yeah, he's a kid that played extremely well, Perez, and um, I like the way he ran the football, like the way he uh, participated in the passing game as well. Yeah, he caught my eye, and also uh, Rasheen Ali from Marshall. Yes. Mm -hmm. Another running back that I thought did a phenomenal job out there. Like you said, patient, but then had that burst. And uh, with this running back class at this senior bowl, it's not like last year where you had a clear-cut, like, couple of guys, and we were like, okay, cool. Like, we had last year Tajay Spears. You had Chase Brown. You had Evan Hall. This year, it's a crapshoot, which is good because – it gives these guys an opportunity to say, okay, hey, I'm going to come out here and take it. And uh, I thought that Ali, he made a lot of noise here today, in addition to Lloyd that you brought up as well. 
And to your point, Perez, Ali may have been the best running back today, bro. I mean, you saw the shiftiness with him, how he was avoiding tackles. This dude can run up the middle. He can get to the outside. He can catch the football. And the thing that you just talked about, bro, is his patience. When he just wait, then he just explode. You're like, man, that's just good knowledge as a runner. So Rasheen Ali, man, came to play ball. And he had this one play. You obviously know, audience, that I'm a Notre Dame uh, guy. Man, <laughs> J.D. Bertrand from Notre Dame, the linebacker, was trying to cover him on a, on a real route. Oh, my goodness. That was nasty. He left him, like, just in the in the lurches. I'm like, good Lord. That, that that was the play right there that I just, like, kind of, like, just circled. I was like, yep, this kid right here, we got something here. Yes, sir, man. And I like that play right there, Perez. When I saw one, they went up the middle, how he gave, gave a little pause, stop. Boom, it just burst. I'm like, man, they ain't going to catch you that way, bro. So this guy's real shifty. You wouldn't say that that much about him. But, yeah, I like the way he just balled out. And he made a lot of noise, like you're saying, man. And uh, people got him on their radar probably. Well, I'll tell you, two of the most explosive runs from the practice was from him. So Yeah. <laughs> Good for him, man. I got to give it to him. So let's see if he continues at this trend, bro. We can make some more noise, you know, at the second day of practice. I just like what I see thus far. But let's see if he can continue that. Now, I will say, though, it wasn't full contact out there, so it's still kind of hard to, to surmise what we saw. But I would say in the brief amount of time that we saw, he impressed. Yeah, absolutely. He's one of those standouts today. And, um, yeah, we'll see if he continues it. I got another offensive lineman for y'all. I know everybody's like, oh, prayers, you in the offensive line. Well, listen, we need help <laughs> there. Shoot, I'm trying to get y'all some solutions now. So Oregon's Jackson Powers Johnson, I thought that he made a very strong impression today. Um, he was on the national team. Now, <laughs> sheer size with this guy. Mm -hmm. You got a 6'3", somebody told me 330 plus. I don't know what he weighed in at. But early going on in the practice, stonewalling anybody was trying to come in there. There was a Clemson rusher. Uh, I think his name was Davis. They were in a one-on-one. Stonewalled him. His teammate <laughs> from Oregon stonewalled him. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the crazy part about it is he's only got one year at center. Mm. But what I saw from him today, he had those duties like it was nothing. But positional versatility, as I always talk about, he has the ability to swing over to guard as well. And so who knows if where this guy may go in the draft. He could be a, a late, you know what I'm saying, first round, early second round draft pick. The audience, don't forget the name, Jackson Powers Johnson. That kid is a monster, and he balled out today in practice. Deep done to a teammate. <laughs> hey, man, it lets you know he's all business today, friends. And um, to go out there and handle business the way he did it, hey, that's what I'm talking about. Keep that going. Keep that energy. But that versatility, as you always talk about, man, that speaks volume. That was catches Ryan Poles for sure. I also saw Mike Tomlin over there talking to him. You stay the fuck away from him, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, look, Mike Tomlin's one of those guys, man. Look, he loved the trenches anyway, right? He yes, always he does. Has, we saw him last season, you know, doing the same thing at the Singing Bowl. So this is what he does for us. He goes over there and say, look, I know what the battles are won at, man. And he gets tuned in. I think that fuels him, bro. So 
I will say, look, you got Mike Thomas' attention, that means you're doing something great. Last guy I want to throw out there, man. I'm going to go right back real quickly to a wide receiver. And I got to give him this credit, bro, because, I mean, <laughs> he was on a mission. Lad McConkey. Oh, yeah. This, oh, yeah. He had ran some great slant route spreads, route running. You're talking about footwork and creating space. I mean, I'm like, damn, okay. You can go in route, out route. Doesn't make a difference, man. This guy finds a way to get open. And he reminds me in a way of Wells Welker, you know, who always open. He doesn't have the Wells Welker speed, but the footwork and all that good stuff, bro, he has that, man. And if you're a defender, he becomes a pest to you. Like, man, how does this guy keep getting open, you know? And um, he's one of those guys that really stood out today, man. So I got to give Vlad his credit. You know what, A-Dub? That's a great one, man, because he caught my attention as well. But he's a Georgia kid. What do you expect? Yeah. That's all they do is breed motherfucking receivers. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're right about that, bro. But I like the Wes Walker comparison because when I was watching him out there, I'm like, dude, he was creating separation left and right. And made tough catches. That's what Wes Walker did all day long. Yep. And it gets on your so, skin if you were a defender. Shit, it would piss me off. <laughs> But I think this guy would be a perfect day two draft choice, right? And so when we're talking about Bears targets, right? Yeah. And this guy right here, I think is tailor made for this game, right? I know you mentioned earlier, talked about Roman Wilson. Well, I yeah. think Roman Wilson's a fine player. I think Ladd may be a better option because he'll be available when the Bears are probably picking a little bit later in the draft. I have a feeling that Roman Wilson may get snatched up quick, and especially if he keeps practicing like he did today. <laughs> yeah. Shit. <laughs> right, man. It's like he gone already, man. Like, we never need that kind of talent on the table, man. So No, I but, but no, he's a ball player. So that's a that's a hell of a hell of a fucking fine. My last target that, that presented well to me was the cornerback from Toledo, Mitchell. Now, you guys know that we – we have a standing friendship with Tyson Anderson, Mr. Toledo, that went, yeah. to, that went to the University of Toledo. Well, shoot, man, they got a new guy in their secondary that's a little baller, man. And I'll tell you one thing, man. He was flashing all over the field, A-Dub, pass breakups. I mean, he was out there, man, breaking up everything. And I saw where he was, like, talking with somebody. I didn't get a chance to interview with him. But I overheard him, and he was like, I know I belong, and I'm going to show people that I'm here to dominate. And I'm looking over here, and I'm like, shit, all right, man, I'm going to pay attention to you more tomorrow, then. You're talking <laughs> like that. Man. And he said he don't he don't care where he get drafted. He said round one, round two, whatever it is. I was like, all right, bet. That's a player who's playing with a chip on their shoulder, bro. And um, the seat of ways playing, like you said, out there with those pass deflections, I mean, the thing is, bro, he's playing with a lot of passion as well. Confidence. He's like, look, he's taking no prisoners out there. So I got to give it to him, man. I like the way he performed. And the thing about it is that a lot of teams avoided throwing to him last season, right? So that's one of those things as well that you're going to look at. A lot of his film from Toledo, and I'm like, he didn't get a lot of action. So his, his productivity numbers went down, but I'm like, well, shit, people were scared to throw the ball on his side. And after looking at the practice today, I'm like, I see why. Yeah, he was making it difficult for those wide receivers, man. They were struggling. I'm like, hey, you got somebody who's out there 
playing for something. And to your point, Perez, he doesn't care about where he gets drafted at. He just feels like he got something to prove. A hundred percent. I only saw that he lost like two reps all day. I mean, as a corner, I thought that that was pretty good. Obviously something that he's going to want to clean up. But, man, this kid right here, audience, tomorrow's practices. Keep your eyes out on, on, on this corner because he's got some fucking talent, man. And um, that's a position right there, which may not be, like, the greatest need for the Bears, but you can never have too many talented corners, right? And so he's somebody that really caught my eye. So Mitchell from Toledo, this kid is a baller. That's what's up, Perez. I'm definitely going to be paying close attention to how these wide receivers battle against them. Yeah, because, like, I want to see how your boy Rice <laughs> and how your boy Ladd do against them. You know what I mean? Because he didn't match up with those two today, but we'll see. Right. We'll see, man. We'll definitely see. Well, listen, man, we're going to get out of here for now. But, audience, we're going to have you all covered tomorrow, day two. A-Dub, I will see your ass in the morning, son. Yes, sir. We out, bro. Yes, sir. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.